Well, good morning. What a beautiful day it is to remember the Holy Family. We're here remembering how Jesus came by way of a family. I just want to give a couple of thoughts that I've had in, my, in just reading the readings and thinking about the Holy Family. And I just wanted to give those couple of three or so thoughts that there's a homily today. The first one is that the salvation of the world passes by way of the family. The salvation of the world passes by way of the family. We see here in this first reading that Abram was, was well, met by, by God. And the Lord tells him that he, his heir, that he would be the father of many nations. That he would be the father of many, having many, many descendants. If you know Jesus' line, you know that Abraham was in that same line of his family. And so we see here that the, the salvation of the world come, had come from that family, through that family. But also, practically, the family is the house of love, it is, is where love can be practiced and experienced. The family, if we are called upon to love like God, the family is that building block that brings that ability to experience that love. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit love each other so much, and the fruit of that love is all of us. The fruit of of that love is creation. The fact that he goes outward towards us and giving us his son Jesus out of love for us. That is, the holy, that is the family. That is the, same, that is the same thing with the holy family. It is a place of love. And where one can experience fruit of that love. And that love brings about the gift of holiness in us. When a child and mother and father grow in that love towards each other, that gift of holiness comes as well. For God is love. And when we act out of love... We're going in our likeness of God himself. So the family is that building block of love. Is a building is where salvation comes from, can come. Secondly, the well, second thought is that the fulfillment in life and living a true human life does not depend upon how much material things we have. It's not dependent upon how much uh, money we have, how much success we have, but it comes from the fact that we are following the will of God. God Himself is the one who fulfills us ultimately. And whenever we have our hearts not centered on God, our hearts go astray. Sin is that thing that keeps us away from that. Sin is that thing that keeps us from realizing that God is our ultimate source of fulfillment. He is the ultimate source of that love. And when we sin, we don't come in contact with that. The re- so there's a, an example that I came across in my own life was a man I met in Chicago when I was down there working with the Missionaries of Charity. I was down there for a January term uh, with a friend of mine in seminary, and we were able to spend three weeks or so with the Missionaries of Charity. And that man, he was a poor man, who had just a bed and some 
He had also some uh, sheets on the bed, some blankets, and his clothes on, the, on his back. That's all he had. But yet what was beautiful about this man is that he was one at peace. He had a great peace about him. He's also one who was a man of prayer. One could see that there's just the way he was earnestly desiring to pray with us. The sisters offered if, they want, if he wanted to pray with us, and he said, yes, for sure. And, so he's, and then he had a lot of joy on his He had a lot of joy in himself, too. I could see that. You could see it on his face. And so this man had nothing, literally had nothing. He just had a bed, some blankets, and some clothes, and that's it. But yet he was the most human being, if you will, the most person, the most like God that I've, I've seen. Just seeing him in peace and joy, coming in contact with God, knowing that God gives him that fulfillment. It's not having material things or having the best car, having the best whatever, having success in this world that brings us ultimately fulfillment. But it's Jesus following God and his will for us, which does that. And we can see that within the Holy Family themselves as well. We can see how Jesus was born in a manger. He's born in a cave where animals ate because there's no room for him in the inn. Now, I don't know about you, but a king does not seem like that would be a great place for him to be born. But he was born in poverty and simplicity. And that's what brought, and that's what the Father willed for him. To show us the way to what it looks like to live a truly human life, living for the Father, a holy life. And Joseph and Mary were obedient to that. They show us what it looks like to be obedient and to follow God himself. And the third thought, so fulfillment in life does not depend upon how much we have, but following the will of God and living for him. And then thirdly, lastly, holiness does not come by way of big things that we can do. It does not come by way of flashy things that we can do it either. Sometimes we think that the most holy people are those who have mystical experiences. You know, who can levitate, who can bilocate, who can do X, Y, and Z, who have the stigmata, etc. But yet, that's not holiness. Following the will of God and doing that to the best of our abilities is holiness. If God gives us these various gifts, praise God. If he gives us these things that... They're enjoyable, if you will. Praise God. But, that's, but holiness is not dependent upon those big, flashy things. The, big, the holiness is just dependent upon following the Lord and loving him with our whole heart, mind, and soul, loving our neighbor as ourselves, and following his will. And then bringing that will to a fulfillment in our families, to let our families follow that same will of God, praying as a family to, in following that will of God. Holiness is not about flashy things, big things that we can do, but it's about will, doing the will of God and loving him with our whole heart, mind, and soul. 
And what's beautiful is that we have an example of this with St. Joseph. He was one who we, we know did not speak. We don't have any words of his in the scriptures. But we see by his example and his witness and his actions how dedicated he was to God. That he was one who was willing to follow God even in this of, well, very great risks. He had to bring a, a um, he had to bring a pregnant woman through to the manger, and, and that was not an easy task. He had to bring the Holy Family, one who was with Mary with, with the baby Jesus, through the desert in Egypt, to Egypt, and to fight into Egypt, into enemy territory. And that was not an easy thing, going with the lady with her child like that, going on a donkey. But yet God wanted him to do that, and so he followed the will of God. And praise God he did because Jesus was able then to fulfill the Father's will and to begin his public ministry when he was age 30. If Joseph hadn't done that, Jesus probably would have been killed at that time because Herod was going around killing people, the baby boys. But yet we see St. Joseph being obedient to the will of God, following him with his heart and leading his family in doing so even going and taking risks out of love for God. So we see here that the holy, that salvation of the world is not, passes by way of the family. We see here that holiness does not come by way of doing flashy things, mystical experiences. But and then the fulfillment of life does not depend upon how much material things we have or success we have. But these are all come by way of doing the will of God. And holiness comes by way of the family, by experiencing that love. So let's praise and thank God for this gift of the family, of the holy family, our own families. Let's pray and, and that we may become more like the holy family with our families and, and centering ourselves on Christ and loving as he loves and fulfilling the will of the Father and to the best of our abilities. Holy family of Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, pray for us.